and welcome to the CU Insight Network podcast. My name is Lauren Culp. I'm the publisher and CEO at CUinsight.com. And it's my job on this show to have conversations with the thought leaders who support the credit union community. We get to identify those issues that affect credit unions and talk about all the best practices that exist so that we can learn from one another and improve our credit unions together. My guest on today's show is Michael Dippo. He's the SVP of Lender Placed Auto at SWBC. Michael, thank you so much for being here. You're entirely welcome. So I always like to start off these conversations talking about what you meant to do growing up. <laughs> Most of us didn't grow up thinking we'd get to work with credit unions. What did you want to be growing up? Well, it's interesting. It was towards the end of my senior year in high school. Uh, I started working as a bank teller. So I worked my way through college as a bank teller, you know, all four years. And so it was just natural for me to, upon graduation, just to remain in the banking industry. And I remained there for a number of years until the late 80s in Texas. We had the savings and loan crisis and uh, just some upheaval in the economic community. And so uh, the bank that I was working at failed, actually. It was the second largest bank in San Antonio and so failed. And so I was challenged with finding a new job. And then a couple of years later, I started working for the Resolution Trust Corporation, which was a division of the FDIC. And they dealt with failed savings and loans and disposing of assets. And so I traveled all around the country, unfortunately, with my black hat, closing down failed uh, thrifts and even some banks. And then the traveling just uh, began to take a toll on me after so many years, after a few years. And so that's when I started with uh, SWBC. SWBC is a privately held company owned by two individuals, Charlie Amato and Gary Dudley. And uh, I knew them before. So I went to them and applied for a position. And, you know, as they say, the rest is history. In a few days, it'll be 29 years that I've been with this this wonderful company. Wow. Well, what a great story. So that, that kind of covers too, the, the journey to your role at SWBC. And what would you say is really the elevator pitch that you give folks about what SWBC does for credit unions and, and where you really add value? SWBC has 13 different divisions, uh, and they're not necessarily all related to each other as far as their focus or as far as the products and services that they offer. I'm in the financial institution division, so I deal primarily with credit unions on uh, loan risk management programs. Within our division, we have point-of-sale products like GAP and warranty and things such as that and some other services to aid and to help the credit unions. But my particular product on loan risk management, which is not like your point of sale products, but what I tell people about what I do, I ask them first, have they ever purchased a vehicle before and financed it with a credit union? And most people say yes. And then when I ask them about that, uh, the loan agreement requires evidence of insurance listing that credit union as the loss payee or lien holder on their policy. And I say, do you do, did you do that? And of course they say yes. And so I explain to them what we do is we are the operations behind the credit union. 
that gathers all that insurance together and matches it up to the appropriate loan record to ensure that the collateral the credit union is financing is being insured. Because you can imagine what would happen if the member lost their insurance or canceled their insurance on a vehicle they were financing. If they were to be uh, involved in an accident and were to damage the vehicle, Without insurance, they would probably stop making those payments to the credit union. So, therefore, we're there to protect the credit union's interest in the collateral being financed. Wonderful. Well, I'm sure you have a ton of insight into into risk management, loan risk management, especially. And this is an important topic for, for all credit unions. And at the same time, every credit union and its membership base is just a little bit different. So can you talk with me about how SWBC really works with each credit union to support their sort of individual needs and goals? Absolutely. If you understand that the largest asset that a credit union has, it's their loan portfolio, okay? So therefore, whether it's an auto loan or some other consumer vehicles or, or purchases, okay, or even a mortgage, okay? So if you, if you think about the largest asset that a credit union has is their loan portfolio, you understand that the collateral that's being financed, whether it's an auto or a residential dwelling, has to be insured to protect that lender's interest in the collateral, right? So we track over three and a half million auto loans for various lenders all across the country. And we probably track another million mortgage loans to ensure, once again, that the credit union's interest in the collateral being financed is being insured or being protected. You've probably heard the saying that what gets measured gets done. So if you're not tracking insurance on the collateral that you're financing, then your uninsured rate among your borrowers is probably going to increase. Okay, so we're there once again to protect their interest in the collateral that they're financing to hopefully so they don't have that deficiency balance charge off on a vehicle or even on a home. That's not properly insured. Right. Absolutely. Well, it, it sounds like such an important thing. And I love mentioning, you know, what gets measured gets done. And I think we see that a lot ourselves here. And we've talked about that on the show before. Since you work with so many in the credit union space, I'm curious too about what recent trends you're really seeing in the industry, both overall or as it relates to risk management specifically. Well, you know, these times are, I mean, we're, we're, uh, entering some uncharted waters right now. And we have actually gone through some some very interesting times in the last 18 months and two years because of COVID. But right now, we have seen an explosive growth in the cost of automobiles in particular. We've seen a very high increase in the cost of repairs. A lot of that is um, caused by the supply chain issues, which continue to persist, but they're getting better, okay? And so with with inflation, with interest rates going up, with the uh, threat of recessionary times ahead and higher delinquency rates, it will take some very 
uh, close supervision, some very close management on behalf of the credit unions to manage it through these tough waters. Also, as we're seeing an increase in the car prices, then obviously you can understand we're seeing higher balance loans being originated, okay? So as the loan balances increase, the monthly payments increase, interest rates are increasing, um, all of that brings up a, a, a more acute focus on to managing that risk as far as the exposure. Now, I fully expect, uh, and most analysts agree, that you're going to see car sales kind of slow down this year simply because of the affordability factor. Right now, the, the average price on new auto loan originations is $50,000. Wow. That is significant. And also, we're seeing anywhere from 15 to 20% of the new loan originations with monthly payments of greater than $1,000. So with stimulus money drying up, with delinquencies increasing, that puts a severe financial pressure on those borrowers that originated loans within the last six to 12 months. So those things, I think, Credit unions will be watching it very closely to see if these trends continue. Absolutely. Those, those are really, I think, important things to kind of consider, especially considering the, the number of credit unions that have auto lending as such a significant part of their portfolio. And as we look to the future, what is the focus that SWBC has for the road ahead? I mean, there's so much changing in the market around us. What would you say is that focus as, as we're looking to the future? Well, we're here to help our clients manage these risks by offering them solutions that not only benefit them, but benefits their members as well. You know, as you know, credit unions are very member centric. And we want to be there to help them through not only just our risk management solutions that we offer, but also through the optional products, where whether it be the, the gap or warranty or our payments product, electronic cash management, all of those things uh, to help the members. And also with the changing demographics of the members that our credit unions serve, you've got to be innovative enough to be able to offer those products and services that meet the needs of that new generation. That is so true. I think that the being able to reach younger consumers is, is definitely something that credit unions have to keep on the horizon and consumer expectations even are changing so drastically. So really great to hear about, about your focus for the road ahead. Well, as we wrap up the show, I always like to have some fun with rapid fire questions to let our listeners get to know you a little bit better. We like to say the questions are rapid, but your answers don't have to be. So Michael, if you are ready, we will jump right in. I'm ready. All right. First one, what is a recent purchase you didn't know you needed that has just become something you cannot live without? A chainsaw. And I know know that sounds, they may sound silly, but living here in South Texas, and I live about 25 miles west of San Antonio, kind of north, northwest of San Antonio, in an area of Texas, it's called the Hill Country. Now, of course, our hills are nothing like you you would see in Colorado or Alaska, but when we have a freeze, 
or when we have heavy winds that come through and limbs are broken, and I have about an acre of land that I, I live on, I really needed, I can't live without my chainsaw. So, all right. interesting. <laughs> I love that. Well, that, that's got to go down in history. It's the first time we've had that answer <laughs> on the show. <laughs> well, when you hear the word success, who's the first person that comes to mind for you and why? Actually, they're two individuals, and I mean this sincerely. It's it's the owners of our company, Charlie Amato and Gary Dudley. And I've known them, like I said, I knew them prior to me even starting working for SWBC. And I admired them then, and I just even admire them more every day and every year that I work for SWBC because they're they're small town individuals. They didn't have a lot when they got started. And SWBC was was founded in April 1st, geez, 1976. Wow. wow. So we're what what is that? 47 years. 47 years this year it'll be. Okay. So a great organization, great individuals. They're very approachable. They care tremendously about their uh, employees. And it's it's much like of family. So yes, Charlie and Gary have both been inducted into the Texas Business Hall of Fame, if that tells you anything. And it really, it's it's quite impressive story. So I, I could go on just for hours just talking about SWBC and uh, uh, Charlie and Gary. That is amazing. Well, I love that answer. All right. A random question for you. What are you listening to most right now? Well, as far as music goes, I listen to contemporary Christian music and, and, and then podcast. I listen to, well, I listen to sermons, but I also listen to some economic and financial planning. As I mentioned before, I've been with the company just in a few days. It'll be 29 years. So as I look towards the sunset of my career, financial planning, and you know, I really don't like the R word, retirement, yeah. because, I'm, <laughs> because I'm always going to be busy doing something. Right. But I want to make sure that my family is, is taken care of as, as we approach those sunset years. Absolutely. I, I, retirement planning is really changing so much. And I, I know that the world is a very different place than it, than it was you know, 20, 30 years ago. And so it's such an important topic. Are there any podcasts that you would say or any uh, sort of financial planning podcast that you really love? Well, there's a, a firm. Actually, a friend of mine had a firm that was bought by a company called CapTrust. So CapTrust has some reoccurring, almost weekly podcasts that I listen to. Motley Fool has some as well. But those are the ones that I listen to primarily on, as with regard to financial planning. Awesome. Well, we're going to link to those here. So any anybody who's listening, who's interested can uh, get, get right over there pretty easily. All right, Michael, any books that you have gifted or you think just everyone should read? Well, yes, to answer your question. So a good friend of mine, actually high school friend of mine, is retired Admiral Bill McRaven. And Bill has written a number of books. Of course, it's probably his most famous one is uh, Make Your Bed Every Day. And Bill has sent me all of his books. And then I've also uh, purchased some books and sent them to him and asked him to, to personally autograph these books <laughs> so that I could send out to other people. And he's been so gracious and kind and, and has done that for me. So, yeah, Bill McRaven, I've given a number of his books out, even has a children's book, a children's book called uh, Flipper the Seal. And it's an illustrated 
book on on being a Navy SEAL. And so I've even given that to my kids and grandkids as well. And then another book that I've really, I really enjoyed, or actually an author, his name is Michael Lewis, and he's written some books such as uh, The Moneyball and The Big Short, which were both turned into movies. Yeah. Uh, and The Big Short was an outstanding movie with just a, a phenomenal cast to include Ryan Gosling, Steve Carell, Brad Pitt, just, just an excellent book and an ex- excellent movie. Wonderful. I, I love those recommendations. We're going to link to all of those here as well. Let's say that the calendar is empty. Uh, you, I know you said you've got your chainsaw to <laughs> help take care of the property. What else are you doing to unwind outside of work? Well, my wife and I enjoy walking uh, for exercise. Of course, I spend time with my grandkids. That's one of the reasons why we moved out here to Bernie, Texas, to get closer to the grandkids. And then I serve on, I mentioned that I'm just not going to sit around in those sunset years, but I, I currently serve on the board of directors of a local nonprofit organization called Hill Country Family Services. Before that, when I lived in town, meaning San Antonio, I served on the board of the San Antonio Lighthouse for the Blind, which is a personal, oh, it was personal to me because my mother was legally blind the last few years of her life. And so that meant a lot to me, serving on the board of of Lighthouse for the Blind. But since moving out to Bernie, I'm serving on the board of Hill Country Family Services. And then finally, I just like to piddle around. I know that's not a technical term, but piddle around in my yard, picking up limbs, of course, with my favorite instrument, the chainsaw, and doing things like that. Wonderful. Well, like I mentioned, we're going to link to everything we talked about today in the show notes. But my last question for you, Michael, is do you have any final thoughts that you'd like to share or final asks of our listeners today? No, I don't. I will tell you this, though. The reason why I like not like I love working with credit unions is because they take care of their members and especially during this time of economic uncertainty like I was talking about early I sincerely appreciate that and I like that that member relationship because these credit union members they're not just borrowers they're not just customers they're more than that they're members and I think San Antonio in particular you know, has the two largest credit unions in the whole state of Texas. And you think, wow, we're the third largest city in the state, yet we have the largest credit unions. I think it's because the credit union movement has really been strong in the San Antonio area. And I think it's, it's phenomenal. Matter of fact, our largest civilian employer in San Antonio is, is a company, financial services company called USAA. And it's a mutual. So all of their customers, you might say, are are members. So I think San Antonio has embraced that member concept. And I think that is attributed to the growth of credit unions in this area. And I just couldn't be more proud of all the credit unions that I work with. Well, what an amazing way to wrap up the conversation today. Credit unions are doing such amazing work. And it's so cool to hear about all of the things that SWBC offers when it comes to risk management. And we know, you know, as you've shared, a lot is changing in terms of auto prices, the interest rate environment, the economic outlook. And so really, really important uh, work that you all are doing too at SWBC. So thank you so much, Michael, for being on the show. I hope you stay well. And thanks to all of our listeners for tuning into the CU Insight Network podcast. And we will be back again next time.